Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. Natural beaut, natural beaut, natural beaut, natural beaut. Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Natural Beaut. Welcome to Natural Beaut. You look beautiful today. And no, I can't see you, but I can in my mind. And you look good, hon. Welcome to Nashville, everybody. If this is your first time listening, oh my God, thank you. Oh my God. Like there's so many shows. There's not enough time in the day. I'm so appreciative of your time and that you're here. Welcome. Welcome. I'm your host, Jackie Johnson, the beauty talk shock jock, your queen of creams, the host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky southern aunt. Yes, honey, I'm here. And I'm rocking the Natch Butte merch, which you can't see, but guess who can see my guest? Yes. I can see it. That's right. The Natch Butte merch is here. Welcome to Natch Butte. My guest today, honey, let me just let me just cut through everything and get right to my guest because my guest today is a self-starter and a go-getter and a real disruptor if I may say in the best way because I got an email from my guest. I got an email from my guest and she was like, "Hey, Hi, I know that lately you've been talking about racial injustice. And if you're interested in continuing the conversation of representation and meeting the needs of different people in the beauty industry, I'm your gal. And uh, and I said, yeah, let's chat. So we chatted. And then I was like, why are we chatting in private? The world needs to hear this conversation because she's radiant and interesting and thoughtful and outspoken. And I just, we need to talk. So here she is. She is a beauty brand founder and CEO, and she's an avid traveler. She is based in Denver, Colorado. Her brand is Black Travel Box, which makes hair and skincare products made for life on the go with travel friendly packaging and formulations that make packing, carrying on, and using them simple and easy, honey. You know those little bottles of shampoo that come in the hotel? Guess what? Those don't work for everybody honey. They don't, okay? And that is a problem. My guest is here to change that. Her name is Orion Brown. Welcome to Nashville, Orion. Yes. Hey! How are you? That was the most bodacious intro. <gasps> I enjoyed it thoroughly. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever described me as bodacious and I needed that. So I'm here for that adjective. Actually, I'm going to look it up and see what it specifically means. It's like an 80s word, right? Like, didn't Bill and Ted say bodacious? I mean, they got bodacious from, like, the third century, but, okay. yeah, it's, you know... It's White people awesome. steal things from anywhere, so... It's robust. <laughs> well, I mean, they did, did actually go back and forth in time, so it actually made it... Uh, it was a it was a period piece, really. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know what? You're also a linguist, honey. I'm so excited. We have so much to discuss. Hello, Orion. Welcome. The first thing I ask every guest is what type of skin do you have? And I must say it looks gorgeous right now. Thank you. I have the type of skin that looks great when you sit in a window uh, on, on Zoom. Um. <laughs> well, you, yeah, I you know, agree. I, 
I would say, you know, it's really interesting to be a beauty founder. I'm not too much of a product hog. So I'm not like the, well, you know, here, I'm a little bit imbalanced here. And then there's this T-zone mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I wash my face. It's usually dry, but I also live in Denver, um, which is, if anybody knows, we have like 10% humidity most of the time, which is insanely low. Um, so it's basically just one big ashy skid mark on the, on the side of the mountains here. Um, <laughs> but it's beautiful. And it's very sunny. Um, so I have very dry, I have pretty dry skin now, but God, get me in like North Carolina or back in Chicago and it's pretty balanced. And, um, I would say I have, uh, I get hyperpigmentation easily. So I, I'm constantly trying to be careful of that. My aunt gave me the billy goat chin gene where you get those like hairs uh-huh. that like yeah. So Thank I mean, you, it, auntie. Not, Thank you for that. Right. And now they're turning white, so I can't see them all, which is great. Cause I, I probably need to go get my glasses, but, um, that is a very long explanation too. I have really normal, regular, schmegular skin that, you know, you hit me with the right light, baby. I glow. I mean, you look fantastic. So <laughs> it's serving you. I keep getting, I call them my unicorn hairs. I keep getting just white hairs in my eyebrows. Yeah. And every day I'm like, time gets bolder, children get older, I'm getting older too. And I just keep being like, aging is a privilege, this is beautiful, you know, but I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the unicorn eyebrows or the billy goat chin hairs, but it's happening and we just embrace it. Yes. And mine are more like lab rat white. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like random white hair like I'm getting my eyebrows threaded and she's like what is this yeah. I thought it was lint yeah 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 right you know age. what it's beautiful it's it beautiful is. I'm gonna look like storm like let's just be honest I'm just gonna look like storm I'm already getting my halo it's fine I am honestly waiting for the data where I go fully gray because I think that would be a moment. It's just I, the like in between where you have to kind of decide what to do. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I will do join you in the storm cosplay when the time comes. I love it. I love it. I feel I feel like you would do great with like a Bonnie Ray. like a little <gasps> oh, yeah a streak. Yes, the fact that you just referenced Bonnie Raitt. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> Hi, best friend. Um, okay, this is a special question for you. Yes. What type of hair do you have? This is only a question because of your expertise, your passion, your company. Yes. I mean, again, not a super big product hog, but, you know, as you mentioned earlier, even some of the most basic things are hard to find that actually work for what we would call ethnic, which isn't even a thing, right? It's it's hair that is textured, coily, curly, kinky. Anybody can have it. We saw it with Richard Simmons. Like anybody can have it. But women of color, particularly black women, we just don't get the love that we need in that area. That is to say, I, I and I can say this because I, I feel like this is the crowd. This is totally the crowd. This is the so crowd. I went from and and for you know your black listeners, I'm sure you guys can relate to this to some extent. In high school, I used to relax my hair, right? So get it nice and straight you know, blow, let it blow in the wind. This is before they had like the natural blowouts and stuff like that really available. And, um, cause I'm kind of old. And so I would do that and I ruined my hair. My hair was so broken off and I got to college and I wasn't taking care of it very well. And I had to do like a big chop basically and start over. And I became every, um, white mom that has a kid 
like a mixed race kid and doesn't know what to do with their hair. I didn't know what to do with my own hair. I, I kid you not. And when I tell you I have a different curl pattern at the nape of my neck versus the top of my head, you get more tension from pulling it back. Like I have a bun on today. So like the front of my hair doesn't curl the same as the back, as does the middle. There's like one perfect curl right behind my right ear. Every time I'm like, hey, wink. let let her just hang, you know, yes. just always showcase her. Yes. And so it's like, you know, it's 3A, it's, you know, uh, 4B. There's just, there's so many different things happening. And then depending on the humidity and the weather and the product and how clean the hair is. So it's so funny, the type of hair, you know, my porosity is all over the place. Like it's one of those things, you know, you do the porosity test, you put your hair in a a cup of water and see if it sinks. And my hair is like, I'm going to sit in the middle. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't know about that. Yeah. So, I mean, the basic premise is, is, you know, porosity is just like sponges, right? Sponges have holes in them. If you have a very porous Um, hair, then that means that you basically have a hair that has more holes in it. So it allows more water through. So it soaks up all of the water. If it's less porous, it doesn't soak up as much of the water. And that can be really helpful when you're trying to figure out your balance of like humectants and moisture and all of that stuff. I think my hair is fairly porous, but it's also just really light. (laughs) Like I have very thin, very light hair and that's changed so much over the years. Wow, I just learned so much. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. I mean, my hair, because I've been coloring my hair for God, how long now? 23 years? Yeah. I, you know, I would imagine it's pretty damn porous. But who knows? I'm going to dunk my hair in water later. Well, it depends, right? Because there's, ten- there's a difference between damage and porosity. And there's a difference between, like, depending on the types of colors you use. So I've been purple before, which is so much fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I was on a little corporate hiatus. I had been laid off and I was like, I refuse to get another job. So I'm going to dye my hair purple so I won't go to an interview. We can talk about the politics of black hair later. But that was basically it. I was like, there's nobody that's going to like actually interview me with purple hair. So this is how I'm going to keep myself from doing it. And when you use those colors, they have bigger, larger pigments, like the actual pigments in the color when it hits the cuticle of your hair takes up more space which is why it takes more to keep them up because they just kind of fall off. They're like too heavy. Um, so it's interesting. Like if you do a lot of coloring, but you're really good about conditioning and really good about nurturing it, your hair can actually be much stronger if you're taking good care of it. Now, mm-hmm. if you're just bleaching it willy nilly, like I did in high school. Um, <laughs> I'm going to need some photos. I just oh I feel God. like there's some really good TBTs out there. I mean, black, black, goth, black. Honey Blonde, Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. um, Sparkling Cherry Red, like all kinds. Yeah. I mean, I used to get, I, I, I would, yeah, I was, hype hair was my thing back in the day. I was like, let me get all the colors. And hype the, hair? Hype hair magazine. Oh my gosh. Yes. So when you go to the salon, it wouldn't be the Vidal Sassoon book. It would be hype hair. And hype hair would have like salt and pepper on the cover. This is now you can really tell how old I am. Have like salt <laughs> and pepper on the cover. I mean, it had Beyonce on there too, right? At some point. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, and that was where you got your hair ideas and the side cut with the bang and all of that stuff and all the you, you chose which member of TLC you wanted to achieve exactly. that day yeah exactly. I'm, I'm old too honey <laughs> all these little bantu knots on left eye and we're just like what is that 
Somebody bring me the Marcel wax. There was so much stuff we were putting in our hair back then. Oh, so bad. I'm telling <laughs> you, what a beautiful time though. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that was the best answer ever. Um, I'm going to be looking up uh, issues of Hype Hair on eBay later and buying one for myself. We were just in Hype Hair. I was just interviewed by them this past month. Oh and I like gosh. lost my shit when I saw it. I was like, oh, I'm in Hype Hair. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's goals. Yeah. That's goals. Okay. My next question is, this is just a fun get to know you question. What's your favorite thing about Colorado? Ooh, my absolute, okay. My absolute favorite thing Second only to the over 300 days of sun, because I didn't realize how much I needed sunshine being a native Chicagoan until I got here. And I was like, why am I in a good mood? Like all the time. That's LA too. (laughs) I I love, I don't need seasons anymore. I thought I did. I was like, I could visit seasons. Yeah. That's fine for me. But really the number one thing, and I discovered this when I got here, um, you know, the mountains to me are like, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. I'm not used to it. I'm used to flat rolling, whatever. Um, but I used to commute to, from Denver to Boulder for work and I would be driving and I hated how much traffic there was. Cause I'm like, you do realize we're in the middle of nowhere. Like everything's very expensive and very congested here. And there's literally nothing for hundreds of miles past this. And I'm like, how do we have all this? How do I have all this congestion? I drive on the highway and there's a certain point where you hit an apex of the highway. It kind of like curves up and then the mountains sort of rise up and you can see them and you can like, you're looking down basically into a valley where Boulder is. And, you know, it's just that, you know, it's the morning. So the sun is coming up and it's glimmering off of the mountains. And you're like, people write songs about this. (laughs) This is gorgeous. What is this weird feeling? I think that's gratitude. What is that? That's my like, let me get my banjo out and write a few licks from this inspo. (laughs) Amber waves of grain and all of that mess. Yes. This is, yes. So that's what I love. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I, I, you know, there are definitely days that I maybe work a little too late and end up being up a little too early. And I look out the window and I see just the, the vastness of it and the beauty of it. And, and that gratitude hits again. And I'm like, thank you, God. Because if nothing else, if nothing else works in the world, this was good. Yes. So that's beautiful. I just want to say shout out Colorado and Colorado honeys, because that's why I wanted to ask you that. Okay. Last question. Yes. Favorite thing about yourself. Ooh. Ooh, that's a hard one. No one's ever asked me that. It's a standard Um, Nash Butte intro question. I love it. I, I am really learning right now to appreciate my perspective. Um, and my perspective is wrapped up in my voice, what I believe, what I've experienced. Um, and I think there are times that, you know, life can tell you a lot about like how you're not measuring up or you're not quite enough or the things were too bad that happened or, you know, all of that stuff. And you lose the value of your perspective. Um, and cause, cause no matter what happens, it really is how you respond to it and what mm-hmm. you learn from it and good and bad. Right. And so, I mean, great things can happen to you, but if you have a terrible attitude and a terrible perspective, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't edify anybody else. And so I've really been going through a period of appreciating my own voice and perspective um, and getting really comfortable with that. 
That's beautiful. I was literally, I mean, you can tell my hair is a little wet. I was just in the shower and I was just having this moment of thinking exactly about that and just thinking about how it has affected my entire life, sort of the core beliefs that I had in my body from early age and how they've affected my entire life and how I've been sort of reprogramming myself in order to not have those same negative core beliefs anymore. And I'm like, you literally just said that same kind of thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's lovely. I think that's a core part of what we were made to be is to be self-aware and to have perspective because I don't think, you know, I'm personally a Christian woman. I don't think we were ever guaranteed life to not be hard. I don't think we were ever guaranteed for for it to, you know, be perfect either. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, stuff is going to happen and it really is how you react to it. It's how you react to it, what you learn from it, because I want to be 90 some odd years old and be able to look back and go, okay, that happened how it should have. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, there's when you're in the middle of stuff, it's like, Oh, I regret this. I wish I had said that. I wish I had done this differently. Um, I wish I had had the success earlier, sooner. I would have, things would have been different. And it's like, I want to be able to look and go, no, that was the right timing. I wouldn't have appreciated it then. Right. I appreciated it at this point. I wouldn't have understood that. I wouldn't have taken that in that way unless it happened when it did. I'm going to replay that for myself (laughs) every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all going through this. We're all going through this to some extent. And I think, you know, with Corona and all the stuff that's going on in the world, things are literally blowing up every day. It's reminding us that there has to be more than what we see every day. There has to be more than the things that concern us every day. Not that feeding our kids and doing all the things that we need to do isn't important, but you know, you are individually in this world for a reason. Period. I'm playing this back for myself every day. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to talk about your company yet. All right. Oh, I mean, this is, you know, but this beautiful. is the stuff that we have to talk about. We have to edify true. each other. I agree. And just so you know, I'm recording. <laughs> the, <laughs> the machine is recording. Yeah. Okay. Let's, okay. Listen, I want to start with your career. I ask most of my brand founders that come on attribute sort of like, what did you study in school? If you went to school yeah. and then like, I know you kind of made a shift in your career. So before you started black travel box, what were you up to in your career? I have had several career shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 if I had to, if I, if I had to liken it to a cat, I'm probably on my fourth life, mm-hmm. maybe fifth, depending on how you think about it. Um, I'll start from the beginning and work my way up because otherwise it'll be confusing. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, I like to say between the age of four and like 20, I was pre-med. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. ever since I was a child. I was like, I am going to be a doctor. This is going to happen. Well, what a great timing for the siren to start. Oh, gosh, you can hear <laughs> People are going to be like, wow, she inserted uh, sirens when she talked about being a doctor. Yeah, it's, it's a part of my production team, my production staff. Yeah, made that it's very impressive. Yeah, I mean, they're still, hey, hey, Tom, turn that off. <laughs> Do you, no? Okay. Well, that's all right. We'll let them pass. Every time I see, uh, that's actually a fire engine. Every time I see one of these, this is a total digression. 
Cause I used to get really frustrated. You know, you're sitting in traffic and you're like, Oh, I gotta go. And like, you don't know what direction it's coming from. Right. It's like, just remember that the person who needs that yes, or who just used that is having the, maybe the probably worst a worse day ever. than you. Yeah. You have no idea what's going on. So I just, I always to- do that. And then I always say someday I'm going to be the guy that needs, you know, yeah. it will inconvenience everyone. And we all take turns helping each other. Exactly. Exactly. Giving grace to each other. So, um, so I do apologize for the sounds in the background. We talked off, off, off record that, uh, my window is currently occupied by a praying mantis, so I can't close it. Yes. Um, (laughs) well, nobody's going to be squishing praying manti, you know, on my watch. This is a cruelty free beauty show. We're not going to be squishing bugs. No, no. And this is like a whole four and a half inch like sucker. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going near that. Um, so you were pre-med. <laughs> I was pre-med for the majority of my life and I got to college and had a, a, an insane amount of things going on personally in my life that were just, I mean, it was a challenge. It was a really, really challenging time. And I was trying to make it through school and I got to my third year and I was like, I know I can do this, but I feel like, it, you know, it felt like dog years. I felt like I had been in school and kind of struggling and keep holding it all together for so long. And I looked forward and I was like, I don't know if I can do another six years of this, like do a two year post back and then go do med school and then do a residency. And I was like, I like ramen, but not like that much. Right. Um, (laughs) You close your eyes and all you could see is ramen in your future. All I can see is ramen, like dry ramen, not even like the hot steamy stuff with the egg and the beef. Oh, anyways. Um, and so, you know, for me, I was like, I, I really had to do a soul search and just say, God, I don't know. I, I can't, I'm not going to, I don't want to go do this. I need to go find something that's going to, you know, take care of me. And, um, you know, I ended up, <laughs> this is why I say a prayer before I make any big decisions, because I ended up at JP Morgan in <laughs> doing internal consulting. Um, and I had never, I hadn't even had an internship. Um, I had never wow. stepped foot in a corporate office other than to like dip in and use the bathroom. You know, you're walking around downtown. I was like, oh, I got to pee. Let's go in the place <laughs> with air conditioning. Um, and so I did that. I was in banking for four years and did internal consulting, project management, process improvement, process reengineering. So if you ever talk to me and I'm like, so why are you doing that? I'll probably ask you five more why questions. I can't help it. Um, and then I was like, okay, so this was the part of my life that was survival mode, right? So this was the, I need to go out into the world and fend for myself and learn how to be an adult and learn how to be a professional. And I did that. I don't feel like it's fully serving me and serving, you know, sort of my skill set. And I wanted to build more and I wanted to learn more. And I felt I had stopped learning. So I went back to school, um, got an MBA and pivoted into brand management. And that's really kind of what I spent the last almost decade doing. So in the food industry, because I could talk about food all day. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as a brand manager, you get to be sort of a mini CEO of your own business, depending on the company you work for. Different companies do it different ways. A lot of people think about brand management and they're like, oh, you're a marketer. And I'm like, that was about 30% of my day. Um, you know, so so I did that. I own the PL. I mean, I did some amazing, amazing projects on amazing brands. I worked with people that you you don't value. I, I really think this is true. You don't value the quality of the talent that's around you until you start to move out into other spaces where maybe that talent isn't. I worked with some phenomenal people. And um, 
you know, bounced around a little bit. I mentioned I had been laid off. I got laid off, uh, gosh, about five years ago now. Massive changes within the food industry. And me and about 2,500 of my closest friends all got a sabbatical, right? At least you know it wasn't personal. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, well, it's, it's, it's not what it used to be in the 50s and 60s where you worked for a company and the boss knew your name and, or, or even if you were just a number, at least you knew you were getting your pension and your gold watch, right? Like Mm -hmm. somewhere in that Clark Griswold point of the 80s, right? Where he comes home for Christmas and I'm going to get everybody a pool and then he opens up and he didn't get his bonus. That was sort of that shift Mm -hmm. in sort of corporate America. And and now corporate America really doesn't, for the most part, uh, really doesn't see its its, uh, employees as people. It sees them as numbers to kind of move around on a chessboard uh, or pieces to move around. And so when that happened, besides getting purple hair, uh, I, I switched, not really a career switch, but really, a, um, an industry switch. So I went from food to mobile gaming. So wow, you really are a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. I did not. <laughs> so, so here's how it happened. And this is why I always tell people, I mean, whether you're talking about beauty or whatever it is, whatever you're into, whatever you're passionate about, whatever you love, whatever kind of like you know, gets you going, tell people about it, even Mm -hmm. if you're not in the setting for that. I was doing a recruiting event or something like that, talking to a senior leader at at my old company. And I mentioned to her that I had the original NES and I have um, a Sega Saturn, which nobody has. And that's really nerdy, but it's still pretty good. Um, (laughs) And a few different video game systems. And she thought it was fascinating that I'm just like an old school video game head. Someone mentions to her about a role like two years later. And she comes back to me. Hey, somebody told me about this role. They're looking for an exceptional brand marketer. And they're looking for somebody who really has a passion for gaming. And you are literally the person that came to mind. That is so neat. And so that's why you have to tell people about what you're interested in. And, you know, it was one of those things that came out. I interviewed. I got, I, I basically got hired the day of. And that's how I moved out to Colorado. And I was there for a bit. Moved Are you on. allowed to say what games? Because I love phone games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was with Backflip Studios. They were a part of Hasbro. So I worked on, there's a My Little Pony puzzle game. Um, uh, Transformers, uh, Earth Wars, which I'm not a big, like, I'm not a big, like, war games kind of fan. But mm-hmm. I was like, this was so, it was so cool to be a part of the trademark. Um, oh, Dragonville, right. which is a massive game that was like their hit game. Um, I got to work on some stuff with Dragonville as well. And I mean, they're just, I mean, did you ever go to E3? I didn't go to E3, but I did, um, go to Comic-Con and total geek, total yeah. geek. I didn't, I, I didn't dress up cause I was working. Um, I was working like, like for instance, uh, you know, we're working the Transformers, uh, Earth Wars booth, and we've got people sampling stuff. And there's a Star Wars game that's out at the same time. And so they have a guy come in. Evidently, there's a guild of people that do lightsaber tricks. Oh, and wow. like, so there's a dude, there's a whole grown ass dude with a lightsaber, fully robed out, just doing lightsaber stuff. And he's like an accountant during the day. Yeah, yeah. It's not his like regular job. He was not like hired by Disney. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's yeah. Not- he's just a fan with a passion. Oh my God. It was amazing. And you see people like Danny Trejo and all these different like stars and stuff. I freaked out. I saw like, you know, the Black Panther 
and, and for some reason in my head, this is how nerdy I am. I see him and you know, that part of your brain that goes, Oh, I recognize this person. Mm-hmm. He must be a friend. You know, when you can't put your finger yes, on like he, a friendly face. Yeah. So I was yes. like, Hey, and, and then I realized he doesn't, he doesn't know you. He doesn't, but his security guards, they definitely heard that. Yeah. Um, so you saw Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> yes. I saw Chadwick yeah. Boseman. And I'm walking through. Beautiful, man. Will Smith. I saw some other folks there, too. But yeah. he was the one that I thought was maybe a cousin. And then yeah. my was like, you don't know that man. Step away. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to go to Comic-Con in costume, who would you dress up as? Ooh. I know it's like putting on the spot. I feel like I would have to make like a diagram and slowly like, you know, eliminate people. Because my first <laughs> reaction was Cruella DeVille. But I feel like that fur coat would be really hot. <gasps> Puppies. Um, yes, it would be. I want to be a villain. I, there's for something sure. about having the two colors. I'm like, it's too two-faced for me. It starts right. in the Batman realm. Right. Um, but then I would say, you know, there's something about the uh uh the choker that um oh crap, what is her name? Uh that was the Joker's girlfriend. I I'm Harley I, Quinn. Harley Quinn wears the pudding uh-huh. choker. I would love an excuse to wear a choker that says pudding on it. Um, you would rock a Harley Quinn look. I mean, I I'm here like for that. It. You yeah. know, I mean, I kind of rock the short shorts around the house anyway, because it's hot as hell. Do you think Harley Quinn would have been on the cover of Hype Hair? If Harley Quinn had been played by like Halle Berry, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to manifest that. There's plenty of other actresses and other folks that would have been dope. I mean, like, hell, the brat. The brat who's from Chicago would have made a dope Harley Quinn, presuming that she like knows lines and stuff. I've never. You know what? I don't. I'm not mad at that still happening. I'm not mad at it either. I mean, she's still around. I've seen her on Instagram. Yeah, let's get to brat. Uh, as the next Harley Quinn, can we all start that movement hashtag? Let's yes, let, as a yes, as a yes. as a fan base, let's make that happen because I would love to see that. that. Would be dope. She and she has the right attitude for it too. Like forget like the stupid affectations and the and she did pigtails that. right. She yes. So she's yes, already ready exactly. for the hairstyle. Well, she had the she had the the little twists and stuff. Yes. yes, that would be perfect. Okay, I'm here for that. So Debrat, if you're listening. <laughs> Let's call Hollywood. Go and message Judy. Judy, nudge DeBrat. Tell her we want this done. Yeah. Yes. That is the first time that DeBrat has been referenced on Attribute, and I'm here for it. So I mean, you know, just talk to me. Stick with me, kid. You'll hear all Okay. Can't wait. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we should keep moving forward um, because you have at some point in your life, you decided that you wanted to start traveling and then you started, you sort of took off and it became your thing. So tell us sort of about that, but really about the moment you had in Japan 
where you yes. had an aha and you said, wait a minute here. I have an idea for a brand. I have an idea for a company. I need to change the damn world. So take us there. Where are you? Set the scene. You're I, in Japan. I can tell you right now, you're going to be so disappointed because that was not exactly the thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was more like, for me. why do I look crazy? I should be in all my photos. What's going on? <laughs> Um, I was a late travel bloomer. I didn't realize until after college that people did things like backpacking through Europe. And Same. I took literally, I was like, so you wear, no, but really you wear a backpack and then you walk. Like, yeah. what is it that you're doing? You're like, where's your, where's your, um, your roller bag? Or where does like, that go? Where do you stay? Is yeah. it expensive? I don't understand. And then I learned about hostels and I was like, why would you want to stay in a place that's called hostel? Like, I want to stay in a peaceful place. I was completely, Same. that was the lifestyle that I grew up with. My Same. parents don't have passports. My dad has one. Same. Now. But at the time, no passports. I had traveled limited and across the country. Like I had started to travel in college and post-college. Um, and at some point I just basically put, actually, this is funny. The same year I got a nose ring, I got my passport. I started on real extra, like, yeah. you know, when I can do it, all this stuff I've been meaning to do, don't get a nose ring. This shit really hurts. Just don't do it. I um, actually had a nose ring for about two months. I kept it because it hurt so much. I was like, well, we didn't go through all that pain. Yes. So this well, they were fashionable. Then they went out and then they came back. And now I think everything is fashionable. So there's no such thing anymore. It's like, well, I got my belly button re-pierced last year. So, you know, Woo. we do what we got to do. Girl, the way my belly button's set up, we can't be putting holes in it. Um, <laughs> well, mine got infected and I took it out. So it oh, didn't last no! very long. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Ew, ew, ew. Okay. So, so, you know, travel was pretty new to me. I was about 25 when I, when I got my passport. Um, I got married a few years later to a man who was from Jamaica and he really introduced me to the broader world, like having conversations with him. And I hadn't, I hadn't really been around to be frank black people that traveled a lot, not too many. Um, and so for him to tell me about his trips to Hungary and different places he's been and, and then just being from a different country, I was just like, this is so fascinating. And my first trip to Jamaica, it was the most foreign, most home-like place I have ever been any, you know, from any trip since. Um, I felt a peace and a centering there and it was the most foreign environment. And so um, you know, that really sparked my interest. Now, fast forward <clears throat> many years later. Uh, and, you know, I'm at, I'm not at that many countries. And I talk to some people and they're like, well, I'm at number 40. And I'm like, <laughs> we try to get there. We try to do it. I'm about 17. Um, and really during my corporate career, you know, all the ups and downs that you get with corporate things like layoffs and all of that, being a woman in a corporate space, being a black woman in a corporate space, there's a lot of stress. And so I spent most of my time, if you were to do like the mint.com, like blow up of what my budget was, it was just basically like food, alcohol, and travel. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and so every time I got a chance and, you know, I would always make sure I accrued my vacation time, I would go and take trips. And the trip that you were referring to was a few years ago to Japan. Uh, my partner at the time you know, we, we land in Tokyo. I plan for Tokyo and Kyoto weather. My whole mind is like on those two cities. I'm like, this is great. It's May. It's going to be like DC kind of weather. So not too humid, mild temperatures, sunny, beautiful, very warm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Except we skipped over to Okinawa um, to meet up with one of his friends. And 
<laughs> we landed in Okinawa and I was like, okay, so we just got off an island and we're on another island. It only took us 30 minutes. It is whole Jumanji out here. It was so, so humid. I mean, it was like 80 some odd percent humidity, 90 degrees out, crazy. So immediately my pits are sweaty, my skin is sweaty, my hair is like, <laughs> you know? And, and I'm like, I did not pack for this. I did not plan for this. I got two little bottles and I wasn't planning on doing those were like for emergencies. Mm-hmm. And I basically used them up in those first couple days. And I was so frustrated. And I was like, Japan is so gorgeous. And, you know, I, I'm just not going to be in these photos because I'm over here with this stupid little tiny bun on my head and like hair all frizzy in the front and or completely out. And I don't have, you know, I don't have any way to kind of feel and look myself. And I was, you know, some complaining as, as we're known to do. And, um, well, you know, part- you want to look snatched on vacation and I don't think you yeah. need to feel bad about that. Yeah. I mean, and, and it, and I feel like it should be effortless. Cause again, I'm not really a big product hound, right? right. Like as many black women, I have a whole legion of products in under my cabinet. Cause I've tried a lot of right. stuff. You try to figure out and then depending on the weather and all this stuff, but, but you know, in general, I'm like, I don't want to spend an hour trying to like look like something when I want to be out looking at temples and experience and eating. Oh my God, it was so good there. And so, so that was the conversation. I was just like, I, I wish there was something that worked for me. Cause I know there are brands that will work, but then I got to schlep all this stuff and I got to put it in bottles and then it's not enough bottles. And I can't, how am I supposed to go to like a, a pharmacy in Japan and tell them what I need for my hair? Right. I'm barely getting this Arigato Gozaimasu thing down. Like, that is a mouthful. Um, and I so would you, honestly kind of like to see that, though. Like, you going into <laughs> and just trying to explain, like, how, what your hair needs are and then seeing what they had. That would be an interesting experiment. I feel like the, the long and short of it is we would net out to oil, 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 oil. Okay, yeah. oil. But that's not, I mean, that's still very, very basic. And so... You know, that's where the impetus was, you know, sort of like, I I wish this was out there. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't believe that I was going to start it. I just kind of felt like, you know, I need to go find it. I'm sure it exists. Right. And so when we got home, I just, you know, I was like, I was noodling it. Didn't really do much with it. I was like, it is a good idea, but I bet it already exists. I just haven't heard of it yet. Um, And then I started looking and looking and looking and it wasn't there. And so that was May and August I said, you know what? I need either piss or get off the pot. Like, I'm gonna just try it. Let me see if I can get this started. And I put skin in the game. I I, I filed for the LLC August 14th. Coming up, our birthday's this week. Uh, August 14th of 2017, I filed the LLC to make sure that I actually worked on it. <laughs> yeah. And And here we are. I mean, three years later, it's you know, a line of products that are made specifically for out of home use. Because the thing is, is like when you're at home, yeah, you got all the crap in the world. You got three different types of curling irons. You got the big barrel, the middle one, the tiny one. You've got the dryer, you've got the diffuser. You've got all of these accoutrements, not to mention all the different products and different. And it's like, you don't have the convenience of that when you go to the gym and they have a stupid pump on the wall. So you know that pump is nothing but body soap. Like why? And you know they water that down. Of they course water they down. water it down. And it's and it's one of those things. And by the way, hotels in California and in New York are going to those pumps. So you won't even be able to get the little bottles anymore. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, it's, we need something that's reliable, that's easy, that won't ruin our hair. Um, I always tell this story and this is just a really quick one, but I went on a trip once and, um, I think I had like seawater or something in my hair and I was like, Oh, I really kind of don't want to wash it. I kind of just want to like braid it up and call it a day. And I went ahead and did it. I was like, Oh, it's a, it's an okay hotel. I can do this. Washed it. And the shampoo matted my hair. Oh. I don't even, the, it was so matted. It was like a nest. And I thought I was going to have to cut my hair. <gasps> it took so many bottles of like the conditioner. Mm-hmm. I want to say like 10 or so. Wow. And I had to let it sit. And that was just enough to detangle it. And my hair, like, you know, your hair has like basically shingles on the side of it, right? That kind of, and I'm using a lot of hand gestures. I don't know if your people are going to see this. They're just going to hear it. But yeah. it basically has shingles on it. They were all up, oh. which meant that they were all connecting with each other. For weeks, my hair was messed up. For weeks. And so it's a difference between like, oh, it's just inconvenient because it's not a great shampoo versus it Could was ruin your fucking life. Never, it was never tested on hair like mine. Right. Just to even see if it screws it up. Like, right. I would have, if it was like baby shampoo and it didn't really clean anything, but it didn't do anything terrible to my hair, that would have been fine. But I mean, had that been a business trip? you know, and having meetings and client presentations. And so, you know, that's where I, I really feel Black Travel Boxes, uh, you know, space is in, in fulfilling a very real need for over 15 million Black travelers and anybody else who has that same challenge. Oh, you're, you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> so so tell- the world. Yes. So tell me about the product line. Um, I know you have like a few boxes available, sort of bundles. So Mm -hmm. start with just like the carry on starter box, the products that are offered there and then sort of break us, break down what you offer, what's in it, you know, tell us, well, this is what you're here for, huh? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And you know, we're not a traditional subscription box. Um, I personally hate getting a box that first month and you're like super excited. And then you start like seeing, digging through and finding what you have. And then you can only use like two of the five things that you paid Mm -hmm. for. And then the next month you're like, okay, now I've, I've got something I really love, but it's not big enough. And then the third month you're like, oh crap, I forgot to cancel it. So I didn't, I didn't want to create that. I didn't want to create that. Um, So we're not a traditional subscription box company. We are bringing our subscriptions back though. We did launch originally with um, basically a subscribe and save model that was available. Um, That's coming back really soon, more to, more to come. But basically our, you know, our, our starter kit is, um, you know, the basis of the line. It's the most polarizing products, the products that are the most challenging. So it's going to be your shampoo, your conditioner, or a co-wash and conditioner. Those are all in bar form. Which is so our, cool. Which is, you know, and it's and it's something that's existed in the world. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not trying to take credit for, like, I didn't invent that. Um, but it's just, a, it's, it's a no-brainer. So, I mean, our large bars, which are about a 75-gram bar, they're still about the size of a bar of soap, but they're the equivalent of a 16-ounce bottle. Wow. Of- so, you know, that idea of like go digging in your bag and being like, oh no, my bottle's out and it's got this little drip. Right. You don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, so all of our bars are, they're solids, shampoo, co-wash and conditioner. Our starter kit has two sample sizes. So if the shampoo and the conditioner, so they're the equivalent of a four ounce, those, those mini bars. 
And then we have a uh, hair balm, which is just a basic dressing. So, you know, we haven't gotten into styling products just yet, but the hair balm is great. Whether you wear your hair in protective styles, whether you do wash and goes, whether you wear wigs, um, there's some ladies that show up to the travel game and they just pop the wig on after. Yes. And it's like, but you don't want that itchy scalp. You want to yes. make sure that your scalp is nourished. And so, especially in the humidity of Japan, I mean, that is, oof, yes. that would be a lot. And sealing off the cuticles too, right? So if you if you do have a style, you know, you're wearing your hair natural and have a style, um, using it to seal off the cuticles and really seal in the moisture is important. And it's also very, it, you know, it's important to take care of your skin, like on. Your head, your scalp is skin. Mm-hmm. And so things like shea butter ingredients, like those natural ingredients, um, muramuro butter are really good for the skin and help nourish the scalp because we tend to not take as good, you know, sort of daily care of ourselves when we travel and when we're out and about than we do when we're at home. That is true. And then we have body balm because nobody wants to be ashy. And I'm telling you, the lotion in hotels is the most watery, saddest stuff ever. And it feels like it leaves me more dry than it does moisturize. I really wonder what they do to it because it's the same with my skin. I mean, yep. like it makes me itch. It's always got some nasty fragrance in it. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's exactly it. So the first ingredient is water, mm-hmm. which water is great, but it's kind of easy to get everywhere. Right. Um, there's usually fillers and emulsifiers uh, and waxes mm-hmm. that help give it slip that you would normally get from, I won't say normally, but that you would get from a natural ingredient mm-hmm. if you wanted to just put a natural oil on the body. And then you have tons of fragrance and stuff to bind it together. And don't let it have color because then there's a whole other le- layer of stuff. So it's yeah. it's it's kind of the list of all the stuff that you don't want to put on your skin right. in a tiny bottle conveniently. Nice. <laughs> sitting on your counter everything you don't want oh everything you <laughs> exactly exactly and so our body balm is like whipped butters and oils a little bit of fragrance but all natural mm-hmm. and so you know again it's one of those things a little dab will do you you glisten you glow and then we have a, a lip balm because chap lips aren't aren't cool they just aren't and everybody uses it and it's so funny. Ours is, it's sort of like a curiously strong, similar to the Altoids. People are like, oh my God, it's so minty. But I love it. My lips, my lips Ooh, love it. Now I want one. I mean, oh, yeah. even for, for the plane, uh, you know, mm-hmm. at some point, maybe we will all be on planes again. Uh, your face gets dry as hell on the plane. So it's yeah. a good idea to get into the habit of doing a lip getting that balm on the lips, doing your hands, getting your face all moisturized, like even your hair, because that plane will dry you out. And then you Mm -hmm. arrive wherever looking like a crusty mess. Right. Yeah. You can't can't get off up on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You can't, you can't. And, and you so easily dehydrate and you're not walking around all your water is sitting in your ankles and it's not in your skin. Yeah, the so ankles you, are looking good, but everything else dry. Girl, my ankles just come in looking like two ham sandwiches every time. I'm just like, Lord, let me walk this off. <laughs> ham sandwich ankles. TMI, TMI. This is how <sighs> I um, Okay, tell us about the COVID relief box that you currently have for sale. Yes. So we have a COVID relief kit, which is um, a donation item. And I'm going to repeat that. It is a donation item because I did have, we've sold a few hundred of them at this point, but I've had a few people reach out and be like, so when do I get it? And I'm like, it's, it's donated. Oh, got <laughs> it's it. Donated. Got it. 
I'm glad so, you made that clear. But yes, that's still, yes. what a lovely gift to give a person. Well, I mean, so the thing, so the idea is this, um, you know, as COVID came in, uh, obviously people stopped traveling and I didn't want to get Black Travel Box too far away from its core. And the core for me is not the beauty product. It's the wellness that one gets from traveling and we enable you to be as present as possible and just really squeeze as much out of the experience as possible instead of running around in Japan trying to figure out how to explain to somebody your hair issues. Right. You could have been in a line getting uh, some pancakes or something. You could have gotten a whole other Instagram moment in instead. Some Japanese whiskey tasting or something fun. Right. Um, And so that wellness piece, and I really believe in travel as a form of self-care and wellness, is core to why I do what I do and why I believe in this brand so much and what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And so I was like, how do we keep how do we keep relevance and not get away from travel? Cause I could have easily started selling, I don't know, like blankets or I don't know, whatever right. you, you start seeing accounting firms, like selling masks. And it's like, but why though? Yeah. Um, I understand they're trying to make money right now right, off of this. Keep the open. And so, so my thought was, I really want to see my community um, make it through this. Um, particularly the black community in Chicago. I was looking at the numbers and I heard the stats of, you know, we're about 40 to 43% of the, um, uh, uh, of the population there. And we were like 80 to 90% of the deaths at that time. Wow. And I was just like, that's insane. And then I'm reading these stories around clinics with like people just wrapped around the corners, waiting in line to get tested if they even could get tested. And, and then the workers that are just, excuse me, working around the Busting clock, their butts. tirelessly. And then I saw a story, it was following a doctor And it was like a day in the life of a COVID doctor in New York. And he was talking about one, just like leaving his family behind and not wanting to bring it back to them, staying in a hotel and walking to work in the empty streets. And he talked about how all day he wore this mask and it was so uncomfortable. And he was washing his hands after like basically every patient. And I was just like, I can't imagine. I wash my hands like four times a day in the house. I haven't even gone anywhere. Every time I touch an Amazon package, I'm going to wash my hands and they're dry as hell. I can't imagine. And so I was like, it would be great to just make something where we could give them a moment and say that we, you know, we're grateful for them. Like I get the whole eight o'clock yelling out the window and all of that stuff, but actually giving them something. So I made the, the, the relief kit. It's body balm and lip balm. So body balm, great for the hands, all that hand washing, lip balm for under the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and 20% of the proceeds are going to the National Association of Free and Charitable Clinics and the actual physical product. So when you purchase, you make a $20 purchase, that body balm and lip balm goes to a frontline worker. And we've been working with um, local organizations um, that get those disseminate, disseminated out to frontline workers. We, we did over a hundred in Chicago on Chicago's West side. Wow. Um, and then we've done some smaller ones since then. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a fun option for a donation. You know, I would love to give products to people. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay. I also noticed you have a new staycation collection. And honey, the scent sounded gorgeous. I mean, I love a candle. And even I realized a few days ago that when I was like reminiscing on my life, because I have been in in Delaware for three months, uh, essentially trapped here because I don't want to go back to L.A. And, you know, there's a lot (laughs) going on there. And I was like, I miss my candles. 
I miss my candles because my scents are so tied to like centering myself and my home. So tell us a little bit about the new candles you have out. Yes. So originally we were going to launch the candles this year anyway. They were going to be travel size candles. And the idea was exactly what you just hit on. Like you go to an Airbnb or you stay at a hotel. Something about lighting a candle changes the whole experience. I love Um, them. I love a mood lighting. Just a little bit of mood. And it was like, maybe we'll throw in like a little travel candle, a little Palo Santo, get just let you have like a nice meditative space. And so I was going to accelerate that. And then I was like, wait a minute, everybody's at home. We don't know when we're going to get out. And I'm not trying to tell you go somewhere just to go light a teeny tiny candle. No. No, 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 no. So we did full size candles and all of the scents are really focused on sort of that travel immersive experience. So we have three scents right now as a part of the staycation collection and more is coming. Um, And so we've got, you know, London fog, which is meant to be like that misty, wonderful outdoorsy smell that you get walking through like St. James Park, right? So you've got the floral, you've got the greenery, you've got the ozone, which is not, you know, smog. It's just sort of that smell of rain in the air. Um, You're taking me back to my London days, honey. Baby, it smells so good. I mean, it's like, that's the thing that you light and just, you know, play something fun on, you know, get, get some fun music going and just enjoy the sunniness of the afternoon, you know. Um, we've got a Harlem speakeasy candle. Now this is, I literally, every time I say this, it reminds me of a particular bartender in Harlem. I can't help it. Um, but there's, you know, you go into these speakeasies and they've got this cool, soulful kind of feel to them. They've got that smoky must in the air. You can almost smell the whiskey and like a little bit of dustiness and just, uh, you know, that hint of citrus, because everything's got to have a hint of citrus. So this is the kind of bar that has like the herbs on the counter and, and the bartenders have beers, you know, like. <laughs> I feel like I'm there right now with this description. <laughs> Pull up a stool, honey. Yes. So that's the one like you, you, you like that. Maybe put on something cute, you know. Maybe we little- put WAP on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'm telling you. that. I mean- that's one way to go to. That's one way. Yeah, to go. I mean, We're hey, dads. you're painting a picture. This is my fantasy, okay? <laughs> we all have our own. We all have our own situations. I know. I know. We we'd have to get some candles to Cardi and to May. Um, and then our third our third one is a Riviera Bordeaux, which is really meant to heed back to sort of Southern France and wine tasting and going into the cellar and getting that sort of cool, dusty scent. And then the smell of the Merlots and the cherry notes and all of that. I want every so, single one. I At first I was like, okay, I'm going to do the Harlem Speakeasy. But now I'm like, do I want to go down to a wine cellar? Yes. I want ew, them all. Ew. I mean, there's a lot of booze involved. Um, but yeah. But there's some, there's some new scents that are coming soon as well. And I'm really excited. And it's just a way for us to bring a little bit of that travel experience, the edification of, you know, when you, when, as soon as you hit book, on the track, you know, you mm-hmm. book the flight or you book the hotel, you have that anticipation. It could be six, eight months out. And so what I wanted to do was just kind of give that, that like, okay, yes. we can get back out again. It's going to be okay. But right now I'm thinking about being in the South of France. Let's do this. Um, and so, so that's, I wanted to bring a little bit of that to home. It sounds beautiful and I cannot wait. And I know the honeys are excited as well because I'm excited and we're all the same. I speak for everyone. Orion. <laughs> 
I speak for everyone. You just made me think of the Lorax. I was like, you speak for the trees too? Oh my gosh, I love that. Yes. You know what? One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, honey. Okay. Mm. Uh, I was like, I don't know the Lorax, but I do know other books. I know of it. I just am not super familiar with the narrative. It's basically a mustache that speaks for trees. He says, I speak for trees. That's beautiful. I feel like I'm, I'm the same. (laughs) You are. You are. Oh yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, I wanted to point out that you have a hashtag, hashtag travel in color. Yes. And I thought this was super cool because as you've already discussed uh, briefly, you wanted to provide a sense of community to the black traveler. And so tell us a little bit about hashtag travel in color. Cause, and like you said, everybody wants to look good when they travel. And that was again, part of your mission, but sort of tell us about your customer and sort of like the mission with that hashtag and sort of how that all grew. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's a very big difference in, uh, between trying to be an Instagram influencer, right? And really mm-hmm. enjoying the edifying experience, the the immersive experience, the connective experience of travel. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to be mutually exclusive because, I mean, you'll see on our Instagram, um, those are real travelers. Some of them are sort of aspiring influencers, but for the most part, they're real travelers that really want to show... I think, I think what they're trying to do is express the feeling of what it was like to be there, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you might do your Santorini dress shoot, but it's a representation of your freedom. It's a representation of where you've come from, where you're going, the beauty you have inside. Like, it's a little bit deeper than I just want to show a picture online and see if I can get some money, right. which is nothing wrong with monetizing that. I'm not mad at you, but I really feel like our customer, she wants to show and reflect her best self wherever she goes. Mm -hmm. And so this is why, you know, as I talk to potential customers and doing like consumer research, I'm talking to women and they're going, yeah. So instead of taking that hour and laying on the beach and really soaking up the sun and soaking in the moment, I was running around grabbing a Uber, uh, a taxi cab, a tut tut, a bicycle, a rental car (laughs) to go find a grocery store, to go find grapeseed oil. So I could have that as my backup. And like make sure that I have all my stuff together so then I could go enjoy the journey. It's like the second you land, you should be on it. Somebody should hand you a drink, smile at you, welcome you. and Put a lay around your neck, hand you a coconut. Right, or wherever you go. I mean, you know, you you land in Dubrovnik and there are people happy to see you. And they're saying, come rent my apartment and come see this. And let me tell you about the, and you should be able, you shouldn't be like, oh, what do I need to go do first? to like right. make myself presentable, right. to just enjoy myself. And so travel in color is all about bringing the fullness of yourself to your travels. And I think, you know, it's tied in with this idea that the beauty standard isn't predicated on African beauty 
It's not predicated, and you know, that's fine that it's not predicated on that alone, but it is predicated on a very narrow, focused, Eurocentric, and frankly, it's not even fully Euro because many European women can't meet the expectations of this ideal um, because it's artificial. And so, you know, to me, when you can't find products that work for you, it's a reminder that somebody forgot about you or somebody's excluding you. I mean, it can be passive or, you know, active in, right. in how that came about, but it's still a reminder. I don't fit here. I don't right. fit. I don't fit. And I just wanted her to feel like, or him to feel like, you know, I do fit. I have the things that I need to be as I can wear my Afro puffs. I can wear my wash and go. I can wear my braids I can, you know, I can have my skin glow and not look dusty and tired and all of those things. I can be as beautiful in my coloredness if, you know, I mean, I don't know if we can verb, make it a verb, but in, in my coloredness. You can uh, do whatever you like. I think you know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I can be as beautiful in that as, as I am naturally and not have to either hide that or be ashamed of it or feel like it can't shine the way that it should because I don't have the products that I need. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not focused on the materialistic aspect. It's not that I need stuff to feel good about myself, but it's like, there are basic hygiene type yes. things that you want to be able to do. To feel, like, have you ever left the house without your deodorant and you're just oh, like, yeah. oh, I made it too far so I can't go back and I'm running late, but man, this is going to ruin my day. So then the whole meeting, you have to go, nice to meet you. Right, exactly. You're like, I'm hoping it doesn't get too hot in here. Yes. Somebody turn the AC up, you know, <laughs> you're... <laughs> I've had to hide my BO with like a sweater that I had in the back of my trunk during like August... Yeah, trunk sweater, not good. Yeah, and it, and it already for, was not smelling fresh, but I was like, I can't let the BO out, so it's sweater day today. And these are the workarounds. I mean, the sweater is the grapeseed oil. Yes. Right? And yes. it's like, but that's not right. You should be able to be a, you should just be able to feel like a normal person and not yeah. have this in the back of your mind and feel self-conscious. So traveling color is all about bringing your fullest self to wherever you're going and being confident in that. Um, and we see it. I, you know, I, I couldn't pick one color for our um, Instagram. You know, they tell you, oh, you should go with like yes. a nice set of pastels. Or, yes. Look, I can't. Use if you the go- same filter on every photo. Huh? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's, there's, and it makes really lovely things, but we are a very colorful and vibrant people across the diaspora. And it is very hard for us to show the varieties of places and spaces that we show up in and how we show up without showing a variety of colors. And that's why you'll see we're kind of like a rainbow. I kind of go through and chunk them out so it does have some cohesion, but ultimately I'm showing off the beautiful color, not just of our skin and of our melanin, but of our spirit and our attitudes. Everybody check out the Instagram black travel box, see some gorgeous pictures, get inspired. We love that's what we need right now. That's what I need on my feed. Yes. 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 Okay. I have another question, Orion. Mm-hmm. Do you have any travel tips as someone who has been a big traveler? Things that you've picked up along the way that you think could change our lives and help us out? Ooh. Okay. Um, How do you pack? Do you roll the clothes? Are you a, <laughs> are you a folder? Um, uh, I is there an am- item that you have picked up along the way that you now bring with you everywhere? 
Yes. Besides my black travel box. Of course. Wink, wink. Actually, the funny side note is, is I kept forgetting it and people would be like, oh, tell me about your products. And I'm like, I left them at home. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. Well, we, uh, need to get okay. them in, we need to get them in the hotels before people get there. I think that exactly. would be cool. Hotels yeah. and airports. Those are yes. places I, baby, it's coming. It's coming. I got you. Um, so, so in terms of packing, I love uh, the packing, uh, the little zippy bags. Yes. That they have. Um, and I use those, the system that I use, I, I roll, I fold. It doesn't really matter. Cause I don't bring anything that I have to iron anyway. I just refuse. Smart. I refuse. I don't iron clothes at home. This is wrinkly right now. You can't even tell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I love those, but the system that I use is I'm always contingency planning. So I typically only bring a carry on even for, you know, international travel that may be, you know, upwards of a week. When it starts to get longer than a week, it depends. But even then, I may just do laundry locally or mm-hmm. even purchase things and bring them back. Um, but if I do have a checked bag, then I make sure that my carry-on has all of my immediate clothes for like that first couple days, one contingency item. So if it might be a rainy place, making sure that I have like a rain jacket or an umbrella or whatever. And that goes in that bag. If I only have my car- my, my rollerboard and you know sort of my personal item, I will still keep a smaller zippy bag of, so things like if I'm going to a hotel that has a pool, the bathing suit is in there, a fresh pair of underwear, <laughs> a little thing of deodorant, some, you know, my toothbrush, right. toothpaste. And that is my go bag the second I get off the plane and into the hotel. It's like, I want to relax or I want to hit the yes. beach. I have the go bag already out. I don't have to dig through my stuff, figure out what's what. So I like to set the outfits up by day if I can. If I know I'm going to dinner that first night, I'll have like that whole first day kind of in one bag. And then if anything gets lost, I'm at least covered for that first day. That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. So have you had a bag get lost and it ruined your looks? Um, I haven't had a bag get lost. I've had things broken in bags before. So one of the reasons why we use, um, solid bars, this is all, I just made a brand that I wanted. Let's just be honest. I didn't even make, (laughs) I did talk to other people. I did do research, but I, you know, there is nothing worse than bringing your stuff and then opening up the bag and And it it exploded everywhere. And, you know, I do the thing where I get like a really beautiful top or something and maybe it's silk and I'm like, well, we're going to have dinner at this really fancy restaurant. So, or I'm, you know, I want to take a photo in this and then it's got a big greasy line down the end of it from the conditioner. And I'm just like, (laughs) you know, what just happened to me when I got here in Delaware, uh, I brought, mm -hmm, I brought a bottle of weed lube with me. And I've had the founder on Natchevute, uh, Quim, Weed Lube, and it. Uh, it exploded. And let me tell you something. Weed Lube, the, uh, getting it out, it was getting all in my hands. And I'm like, this is going to absorb into my skin, and I'm going to get high while trying to fix this. <laughs> so it was not good. Yeah. So maybe I, your next item can be a Weed Lube bar for me. There you go. Yeah. I mean, the, the solids, I mean, that's basically the idea. It's how do we take things so that smart. you have on the countertop and make it travel friendly. Yes. Um, so that you're not going like, why did I just waste all that money? Cause that's like a waste. And you're like, Oh honey, weed lube ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and now it ruined the stuff. And now I could get pulled over by the, you know, that's true. I used to live in Delaware. I know what they like out there. Oh yeah. Uh, they don't, they're not cool with it. They're not <laughs> cool with it. As far as I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, who's not cool with it. Japan. I, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. But I, I don't didn't. 
When I went to Japan, I didn't fuck with weed. I, I read a bunch of Reddit threads. They were like, absolutely do not bring weed candy. Because I was like, I'll bring a couple weed candies. No, I didn't fuck around. I wasn't about to go to jail. Paul McCartney went to jail for having weed. <laughs> I was like, I'm not about to sit next to I'm not about to sit next to Paul McCartney in Japanese jail. No, yeah, you don't, you don't. Hey, but you know what? You don't need that. Japan is so lovely. Yes. And really, you know, if you need a depressant, there's plenty of really lovely whiskeys that they yes. make. I was um, fine with it. You know, Tokyo Disney, it's basically its own weed. <laughs> I robot bar. Is, I did robot restaurant. Yes, I did. A ro- yeah, robot bar. And, uh, and the idea of people driving through the streets in, like, Mario Kart yes. costumes. I'm yeah. like, you don't want to be high because you, no. don't, need it. you don't need so the stimulation. It's fine. It's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Do yeah. you have a favorite destination? Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. So there's a number of places that I absolutely really, really love. But my favorite destination that I recommend for people, and I do – I recommend this also because a lot of Americans don't go mm-hmm. and it's a great, it's like kind of a great new space. Uh, not new. It's been around since like time, um, but Croatia, I love Croatia. And the reason why is you've got a mix of really friendly people. Um, if you haven't been to a place that people don't speak the language, it's a really safe place to not speak the language. Um, not that everybody speaks English, but it's just like you figure it out. Like people mm-hmm. are very kind there's a lot of pointing, you know, you can find people that speak English, but it also gives you that immersive experience of being in a truly different place if you're not an avid traveler and, and it's really new to you. Um, it's great, great history. So like Dubrovnik is an old city. It's an old walled city. And for those of you who are Game of Thrones fans, like the Red Keep, that was Dubrovnik. Um, and they didn't really do a lot to it to make it look different. Like it really does look like that in person. It's gorgeous. The food, the Mediterranean food, it's just, I guess it's Dalmatian coast. So it's technically not Mediterranean, but it's basically, you know, seafood, freshly grilled, fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, really, really yummy. And then you can go into Bosnia as well. And they've got like mountainous food. So lots of sausages and meats and lamb chops and things. Um, I told you I'm here for the food. And, and then it's very, you know, I, I did a road trip. It's very drivable. It's easy to get around. It's sunny. It's beautiful. You can go into September and it's still really lovely out. And it's not too crowded in that August, September timeframe because the Europeans have like started to go back from the end of summer. I mean, it's where, it's where the Italians vacation to, right? Like you want to go where people from a beautiful place go yes. to, to get away. Um, I mean, you've sold me. You're like the Croatian travel ambassador. I'm ready. I'm booking my damn ticket. It's cheap once you get there. Not cheap to get there, but once you get there, it's cheap. And I I laid on a beach in Brela. I looked out over the water and it's like greenish blue, beautiful, beautiful water. And I look up behind me and I can see the mountains. Like, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's it's happening. And there's always Yacht Week. Honey, you've lived a life. You have I lived a life. But that is, that is a big, oh, I, you know, th- this is what I love about travel. Travel can help you live lifetimes in a week or yes. a weekend. And there is just something really beautiful about, and that's one of the reasons why Croatia is so high on the list, interacting with other people on a really human level and just like having that connection I mean, we had, we had drinks with one of our waiters. Now he was kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. He was a little bit boring. Once we, he was really cute, kind of boring. Um, but we had, you know, drinks with our waiter and, and the, the people that we stayed with, we stayed in different, like, you know, just sort of 
our apartments, which are like full apartments. And, and, you know, we had a, a sweet little lady that like didn't speak any English and made us lemonade every morning. And it was wow. just, it's, there's something really lovely about that and just seeing a different way of life. I completely agree. Um, everyone listening, obviously like, you know, travel is probably on hold for a while, but perfect timing to save up, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, so that's beautiful. I always tell my honeys, and especially if you're young and unencumbered. Yeah. If I could go back in my 20s and, and sort of prioritize travel more, I would have done it because it's harder and harder. Sort of the older you get, the more children or dependents like right now. My little stinky girl is behind they me. Go you know, with you. <laughs> you know, like, Hi, my good dear. So she came cute. at one point. She curled. She came in and just sat next to me. Ah, uh, you can't go to Croatia. Ah, uh, she might. I don't know. That's I true. don't know. I, who knows? But anyway, just I encourage my honeys to explore traveling, and and we aren't even talking about Croatia. You could travel to one town over from you. Yes, you oh know. Um, so start there. But I highly yeah. encourage people to check out traveling, um, and opening and expanding your mind, growing empathy. It's it's a beautiful experience, and and I love that quote. I'm definitely going to quote put that quote in the description of this episode, which is you can live a lifetime in a weekend. Yeah. Um, I think that's beautiful, and you should probably write a song about that next time you go up to Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> go up in the rocks. And yes, get that get that uke out. I'm uh, get the uke, ukulele going. I'm ready yes. for that. Orion's next single is dropping soon. I love it. <laughs> okay, we're wrapping toward the end here. Other than travel, what are some of your self care rituals? Ooh. Um, baths mm-hmm. are massive. Mm-hmm. Not that I walk around pruny all day because I'm bathing <laughs> constantly, but um, I do try to make sure that I set aside time, salt the bath nice and hot, put on nice pajamas after, like just kind of pamper yes. myself a bit. It doesn't have to be crazy. Sometimes you're in there just filing your feet like somebody's grandma. But you know, <laughs> stuff that once you're done, you put that little peppermint lotion on the feet and put the socks on. Feels nice. It feels nice. And I'll listen to music or I'll watch a movie in the back. I'll just put my, my laptop on the toilet mm-hmm. <laughs> and just in the tub, just soak. And maybe I'll have a glass of wine or maybe I'll just sit there with a big old, like a big cup of ice water, mm-hmm. with a nice hot bath. Replenish. I mean, just, just to replenish. I mean, I think that's a, and it's a simple thing. It's not an expensive thing. You can get like three pounds of Epsom salt from Walgreens for like a couple bucks. Um, and then I think beyond that cooking has always been an outlet for me. Um, particularly it, it, it's like, it's my creative focal point. So it allows me to channel a lot of focus and energy into one thing and create something really beautiful um, I, I the same way. enjoy looking at and photographing the folk food more than I enjoy eating it. And I really enjoy eating. Yeah. Um, but those are two, that's, you know, that's really something that's always been a catharsis for me. Um, and so that's how I take care of myself, um, by creating something, by creating something pretty. And typically if it's pretty, it's probably pretty healthy as well. Right. You notice the uglier the food, like the messier it is, the more like fat, salt and all the doesn't mean it's not the tastiest thing. Um, but the really beautiful platings, you know, you've got vegetables, you've got different things. The colors, the textures. Exactly. I always say pretty food tastes better. It does. I really work on plating. I really work on plating. But, you know, practice makes perfect. Oh, yeah. I am. 
my, my friends have made fun of me. They're like, okay, you're all Martha Stewart with it. But I'm like, it's just like getting, getting, giving socks for Christmas. Yes. You don't just like say, here's some tube socks. No, you put them in a nice bag. Like You put the effort into the bag, even if it is tube socks. And people will be really excited and grateful um, in the experience of unfolding it and unwrapping it and getting to it. And I think it's the same thing with the food. Like you enjoy the experience more when it presents in a beautiful way. Wow. You've inspired me to give tube socks to everybody this year. <laughs> Everyone is don't getting tube don't socks for Monica. <laughs> Don't have them coming after me like this heifer just gave us tube socks for my birthday. I got them for Christmas, Hanukkah, everything. How many more tube socks am I going to get? I only have two feet. I love a sock, though. I love a sock. If anybody wants to get me socks, I will use them because I, I, like wear, socks. Socks. I wear socks every night for bed, even in the summer. Oh, really? Oh, my feet. I'm telling you, I, I need, I love a sock. <laughs> I am the kicker off of covers, you know, breaker yeah. chains, kicker off of covers, yes. unroller with the big toe of socks. So I don't keep them on all night. Yeah. I inevitably wake up with like a pile of socks at the, like crushed in the, in the base of my, my bed between the blankets. And it's just like, Oh, let me scoop all of these out. <laughs> oh, Ryan, if you haven't already, you need to change your Twitter bio to breaker of change, kicker of covers, like whatever you just said. I was like, that is so good. You have to, you have to put that somewhere and I'm going to make you. So when this episode comes out, I will email it to you verbatim. And then I love it. it. I love it. Okay. Unroller of socks with the big toe. Yes. Oh, I love it. Okay. Please tell us once again, where yes. we can get black travel box, where we can follow you, anything else you want us to know. Uh, we're getting to the end here and we love a plug. Oh, I, I <laughs> love to love a plug. Um, so you can find us online at blacktravelbox.com, uh, www.blacktravelbox.com, uh, on social at black travel box, primarily on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram as well. Orion, O-R-I-O-N underscore Helana, H-E-L-A-N-A. It's my middle name. Isn't it fancy? I love it. <laughs> and so you can find me on both, uh, Instagram and Twitter under that hashtag or the, under that handle. Um, and then anything else? Uh, when, when is this episode coming out? Uh, you know what? Next week. Awesome. Okay. So then our birthday will have just passed. Yes. Happy uh, birthday. We will have, thank you. <laughs> um, but definitely check out our site because we will have some new things on that have, that will be launched as of this prior Friday for How you, exciting. um, that you'll be able to check out some really fun new things. Um, and you know, I always ask people like, oh, okay, what can we do to support you? And I'm like, mm -hmm. come out, find one thing that you like that you want to try and try it and then share it with a friend. Um, because right now, you know, this, it's an environment where, uh, ads and stuff, ad spend and everything is getting more and more expensive. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a challenging time. And so we just want to get as much of the word out as possible and just yes. get as many people exposed. So. Yes. And you know what? We love a woman-owned brand on Attribute. We love an indie brand. Yes. We love a black-owned brand. All the things we want to support. So I love that. That is actually a, a really simple, effective uh, th statement to put out there. Try something and tell everybody. Yep. Boom. Yep. We love, if you love it. Tell us. If you hate it, tell us. Like All of that is so very valuable, but I'm pretty sure I can guarantee you won't hate it. Right. I'm so excited. I will see you in Croatia in 2021. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> we will okay. be there on the blanket, on the beach together. Oh, I cannot wait. Yes. We'll go to Havar. You'll love it. 
oh, I, I'm going to pick your brain at some point because, you know, I am going to be going on a honeymoon at some point. Oh, I love Why it. Why not? You know, I love it. Okay. Oh, Ryan, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. And everybody, listen, y'all know where to go. Black Travel Box, check it out. And uh, just so everybody knows, you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I just pointed right in Orion's face, which is not very it. nice. But you know what? Sometimes you have to be dramatic. You, you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Don't forget to cream that neck and keep your fringe fresh. Star Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.